Well, it is good to have Brother Ricky, Miss Lisa, his daughter Lauren, and their granddaughters, Addison and Brooklyn, uh, with us uh, this morning. We thank y'all, brother, for your ministry and what the Lord's doing for you. This time, we're going to turn the service over to you. Was you wanting Lauren to sing before you came up, or are you going to introduce her? All right, Miss Lauren, if you want to come sing for us, and then, brother, when she's done, you just come right on. Satisfied every time I call his name. 
God's been good to us. Uh, I was thinking about when Lauren was singing. Uh, before Lauren, we have three daughters, but um, before Lauren, we lost three children. And uh, we say we lost them, but we know they're in heaven. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a hard thing to go through. But I tell you, with, with the Lord, he, he can, you know, if you give things like that to the Lord, he can use it. Um, I remember... Uh, we went to the hospital, and my wife thought, uh, was, well, she, we knew she was uh, pregnant again. And so we was telling the doctors, and uh, when all we went to, uh, went through, and having lost three children before. So she gets a team, they get the team of doctors in there, and, um, and she said, well, tell the doctors what you just told me. Uh, because she came out originally smiling and said, no, you're going to have a baby. And... Uh, uh, but we thought, you know, in our hearts, you know, here we go again. And uh, this team of doctors came and he was looking at the charts and 
He said, tell the doctors. So I proceeded to tell the doctors what we went through. And, and he, said, he said, I hear you. I hear you. He said, yes, sir, I hear you. He says, but I don't see nothing there on the, wrong on the chart. And I said, what should we do? They said, just have the baby. Well, that baby's Lauren, so. But uh, I said that. I was thinking about that. You know, that's, that's an answer prayer. And, and the church at the time was praying to fill up the nursery. We didn't know we was going to be the ones participating in it, but we did. <laughs> but we, we gave that to the Lord, and uh, we actually, my wife wrote a track on that. It's over on the table, God's Perfect Timing, and God has used that for His honor and His glory. And I remember um, it was a couple years ago, uh, I was at a gentleman's house, and, and I was, we are in deputation, so I, I, still, I still work until the Lord pulls us completely out of that. But I was there at the gentleman's house, and, and in the meanwhile, his mother-in-law got sick, and, and uh, they went to the, to the nursing home by chance, the one that we've been preaching at for about 25 years. And he said, uh, what in the world is he doing on your activities list? You know, the, they was taking them, taking them through there, showing them the, what all the nursing home had to offer to his, uh, for his mother-in-law that needs some rehabilitation. And he saw my name on top of the activities list. And he said, what's he doing up on there? And uh, he said, well, he's a preacher. He said, well, I didn't know that. He's done some work for me. So when we got to the house, and, and meanwhile, a couple weeks prior to that, I was, I was asking God, you know, we hadn't seen anybody saved off that track, Lord. And that's just, you know, that's just your whole life. You just pour it out. On those pages for everybody to see, Lord, I, I just like to see, see some evidence, God, that you're using that. So, so we got to the house, and he was telling me. Uh, but meanwhile, the Lord, uh, his son, his name is Ryan, he's 30 years old, and Ryan had his uh, appendix uh, rupture, and um, he was sick and his bedridden, and he was real bitter at God. So that process, uh, uh, he knew that I was a preacher, and he asked me there at his house. I was there for what I thought was work, and he asked me, he said, would you go see him and tell him about Jesus? And so I witnessed to them, and, and I, I said, you know, do you know the Lord is your Savior? And they told, they told me he did. They gave me a time and a place where they repented and called on Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And... Um, so I, I told him, I said, yes, we'd be honored to go see him. So he was in the nursing home up in King George, Virginia. So he was making arrangements how we could go up there, and he met us there. But meanwhile, uh, during the night, uh, the Holy Spirit of God woke me up and said, I, now, I don't want you to worry about that work. You, you just worry about the work. You know, you, you just concentrate on giving him the gospel. Don't worry about that job. And so uh, I called up next morning and, and um, I uh, gave him the job proposal. And uh, he was moving out of state and, uh, down the Roanoke. And at the time, work was kind of slow. And um, I was willing to leave out of town for some work. And, uh, and meanwhile, he decided that he, didn't, uh, he thought it might be fit best to get somebody locally to do the job. And I said, you know, that's probably, probably wise. I said, but anyway, we're going to come to that nursing home Friday, and we'll go see Ryan. So um, he said, well, give me a call. Let me know when you're on the way, and I'll, I'll meet you down there. 
Well, I didn't, um, I, I really didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't care much for that because I, I just wanted some one-on-one to where we could witness to Ryan. But uh, his dad had a burden for his son to get saved because cause he saw his son lost. And I, and I tell you, that's a good place to, to see people, to know how to pray for them. I remember the night I came to the church house and I didn't come there to get saved, but I remember that night the Holy Spirit of God started speaking to my heart. And I remember that night I started speaking back to the Holy Spirit of God. And there, and I, I honestly, I'd tell you the truth, the only reason I came was because my brother and sister had a burden for my soul. And I was there and I made eye contact with them. I smiled at them. And, um, but deep down inside, I was thinking, I hope y'all leave me alone. I hope this just gets them off my back. But that night, the sweet Holy Spirit of God came by my way and dealt with my heart. And, and I remember when I admitted that I was lost. And I tell you, that's a bad thing to do if you don't want to get saved. I admitted I was lost. And the sweet Holy Spirit of God started bearing witness with my spirit that I was, a, that I was going to go to hell. And I remember the next thing to sit in was Holy Ghost conviction. I was sitting in that pew under conviction, and that preacher was, he was preaching on hell and preaching it hot. And I, and I remember I got lost. Well, they gave me an invitation. They gave an invitation. That's not I got to say it. But, but old Ryan, I was invited to go up to that nursing home. We went to that nursing home. And, and, and uh, me and my wife, my wife was actually teaching school, and we just, just became missionaries, was pulling out a lot of things. And, and I, I was waiting for her to come home from the uh, teaching in the uh, Christian school. And as she pulled up in the driveway, I had her coffee ready, and we was, we was going to head on down to King George. But I, I remember as we was pulling out of that driveway, the sweet Holy Spirit of God says, I want you to call Mr. Taylor and tell him to meet us there. And I, that was against my character, against what I wanted. I knew God, or he had some kind of reason for it. And so I told him to pick up the phone, call him, and, and, and then there we went, went down, down to the King George. But I remember that night before that, the Holy Spirit of God woke me up and says, this is what I want you to say to him. I want you to preach the value on his soul and tell him, I want you to get down there, I want, to tell, I want you to tell him everything you went through to get to him and, and why you was going to get to him, because his soul was so valuable. And, you know, I, and I went down there, and I, I came to the room, and I, I just saw for sure he's going to be happy to see me. And we walked into that room, and I remember when Mr. Taylor introduced me to his son, uh, his son was screaming and hollering, and, and he was mad. I, I didn't understand what he was saying. It's probably a good thing I could, but he was not happy that I was there. And, and I'm thinking, this is, a, this is a total waste of time. You know, the first thought popped across my mind. But because Mr. Taylor was there, there he is. Ryan was laying on that bed, bedridden, couldn't get up. But his mind was there. He, he knew what he was saying. I remember Mr. Ryan, uh, Mr. Taylor, he went over to that bed, and, and he got down on his knees and grabbed his son's hand and calmed him right down. Then he looked back to, to me, and he said, Ricky, preach to him. Preach to him. He wanted that boy saved. He knew he was lost. And I, I, I thought about it. If you got your Bibles, you can turn to uh, 1 Samuel. But I, but I thought about uh, uh, what Hannah did. And, 
And I, uh, I'm trying to bring this all together, get this burden off my heart this morning. But uh, Hannah, uh, you know, you think about the, the faith promise and, you know, you, you give to missions and, you know, uh, it's sort of like Hannah. You know, she wanted a child. Uh, she wanted one, but she couldn't get none. And she made a promise to God, if you give it to me, God, I'll give them back to you. I tell you, it's, it's, it's a perfect illustration of faith promise. And I heard the old preacher say, God will give more through you than to you. And, and Hannah said, God, I, I'll give it, I'll give him back to you, God, if you just give him to me. And, and I know I'm, I may be getting ahead of myself a little bit, but there that Ryan, uh, that mom and dad, they knew where their son was. They knew their son was lost and on, their, on his way to hell and needed to get saved. Uh, he did, they didn't say, I, I remember when, when Mr. Taylor got uh, uh, Ryan, he wound him in, got his emotions back and, and got him calmed down and, and he turned it back over to me and I was preaching to him. Then he, then he interrupted me again in the middle of that. And, but he kept on saying a couple words. He said, not fair. And I, I remember him taking his hands down through his body like this. And I, I knew exactly what he was trying to tell me. You know, you, you do for me, then I'll believe. But that, that's not faith. A hey, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I remember then he, then he got up with his noise and loud, he was loud again. His mama gets up. And I'm thinking, she probably had enough of me. And she gets up, and I think she's going to stop me. And she goes over to the door and shuts the door. And she dies ahead at me. They, they had a burden to see that son saved because they saw their son uh, lost. And I, and I tell you, until when you get the burden for people and see them for what they are, it's a, it's a soul. And that soul's going to spend eternity somewhere, heaven or hell. And just because these are our children, and just because it's your child, if he's lost, he's lost. And they saw that need. Well, that day, uh, I would like to say that when we went there, that we was going to see Ryan uh, repent and call on the Lord. And I preached to him as the burden. I got that burden off my chest. And I remember right at the end that Ryan had a real bitter cry. And I, and I thought for sure he was going to die. I mean, I just like... It was just that loud and like an eerie uh, screaming. And, I, and, I, and the burden that I had on my heart was, was gone. And I knew I did what God wanted me to do. And, I, and I, I went over to Mr. Taylor, and he said, Ricky, I think you got to him. I said, well, Mr. Taylor, he didn't confess with his mouth the Lord Jesus. He didn't believe in his heart. He, he, he's not saved. And you keep praying for him. And while I was over there talking to Mr. Taylor, I remember my wife and Lauren, she was back here in the back, and, and she was back there crying. I mean, it was just, it was, like, it was a spiritual battle taking place. You know, the, the devil had his soul, hey, but God wanted it. And it was just a spiritual warfare that we're fighting. I remember Lauren, she's up there, she's crying, and then my wife, she comes to comes down and kneels by Ryan, starts talking to him and witnessing to him. Well, she had that track that was just uh, about Lauren and the, and the babies. And uh, she took that track and just read it to him. And, 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 and I remember my wife said, you know, this is my daughter. And he says, I always want to be a dad. 
And he was saying he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't be a dad. He knew he'd never be a dad. And, and my wife proceeded to tell him that life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. But neither was it. And that was my whole message. You know, it's not fair that Jesus had to die on that cross, shed his righteousness, holy blood for our sins. But he did. You know, we left that day with the, um, we did our best. We prayed and we, we gave the word of God out, but he didn't get saved. And, you know, when I, when I left and, and uh, I remember uh, was leaving out and I'm just thinking, you know, God, did I do everything I was supposed to do? God, it just seemed like it was a lot of effort put in for nothing, God. And uh, it just, you know, I kind of had that, I was kind of weighing that in my mind. But, you know, about uh, seven days later or so, my phone rang. It was, it was Miss Taylor on the other end. And I thought for sure that Ryan had died and gone to hell. Because I'm going to tell you, he was cussing me during that time. I mean, he was flat out cussing me. And I, I didn't know it. But I remember Miss Taylor going over. He said, I want you to be cussing like that, Ryan. And then stop that now. I want you to listen. And, and, but and Miss Taylor was on that line. And she said it was this morning. I'm thinking, Ryan, he's going to die and go to hell. I said, yes, ma'am. He said, this morning, I did what your wife told me to do. And, uh, and I said, what is that? She, she gave me that track. I kept reading it to him every day, every day, every day. This morning, Ryan, is, he just bust out crying. And, and, I, and, she, and she said, I, I said, son, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? He said, mama, I need to get saved. They get saved. Ryan asked the Lord to save him. And I tell you, I, I bet wreck coming down the road. And you know that, that um, I tell you, that God is so good to us. You know, that his business is, 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 uh, is the most important business we're going to do. And, uh, and, and, uh, uh, the, uh, the, and the place I was coming out of, and I didn't even know it at the time, is the same place that owned the, his job that I could have had. But he said, well, you don't have to go to Roanoke. You can do the work around here, make the same money. And he ain't got to go out of town. We'll send someone else out to take care of that one. You know, that, that's how God is. Hey, God will be a no debtor to, to no man. He'll be a debtor to no man. And, uh, but the most important thing is to get that gospel out and, and see folks saved. And, you know, I, I thought about, and, and, it, and it ought to grow, I, I thought about it and. And verse 11, it says, and, and let's pray. Lord, thank you for being so good to us. God, thank you for the kind folks here, Lord. I pray that you be with them in their, in their missions, endeavors, Lord. I, I pray that you bless the church, Lord. I pray all their needs be met, spiritually, physically, financially. Have your way, God, in your life. We'll thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And she said here in verse 11, and she vowed a vow. And said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall not a razor come upon his head. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Hey, put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, 
my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thy handmaid for a daughter Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked him. And she said, Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the women went her way and did eat, and her countenance and was no more sad. And it's nothing like seeing somebody saved and being born into the family of God. It's almost like getting saved all over again. You know, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Period. And, it's, it's, and the Bible says, And tithe is not a works of righteousness which we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. And that was a prayer that God answered. I, I thought about the rich man in hell, and he prayed also. And the Bible says in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. He said he had five brethren. And he, he, he looked across there in heaven when he when was in paradise uh, there before Jesus was ascended. And there he was, he looked out, and he, and he, and he seen uh, Lazarus uh, being comforted. And he says, Father Abraham, he says, send Lazarus hey, to, to my house. He says, I got five brothers, so that they won't come into this awful place. Hey, hey, but, but that's not how it works. Hey, it's, it's us. We're the ones that need to be the witness. Hey, we need to be, make sure that we're safe. A time and a place where you repent. Hey, maybe you don't have, I thought about this this morning. I know it's faith promise and, and we were speaking on missions. But I'll tell you, the, the greatest uh, possession that we have is our soul. And may, maybe somebody here this morning that, that's never been saved, had never been pricked in the heart by the sweet Holy Spirit of God, and never turned to a righteous and a holy God for salvation. And that, that's the most important thing you can do ever for your family. And, and I thought about that. You know, uh, I had a friend of mine, um, uh, one time I was not really in the place, where well, I was definitely not in the place spiritually speaking where I needed to be. And, and, and he died, and, and, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, uh, he is in hell. You know, now you think about uh, the responsibilities that you and I, we have as being a Christian. Uh, if we're saved, uh, and I, I heard the one preacher would say, he said as he thought there's a lot of saved people, but very few Christians. What he's alluding to was the space and time in my life where I was not was what I was supposed to be. I was not being the Christian example. And but you know, uh, he died and left this world before a hey, brother Ricky got his heart right. And I often think about that. And and on the other hand of that, when I when I got right. I remember a friend of mine, he saw me in the middle of that rebellion when something happened in my heart. And he, and he, and he, he couldn't argue the fact something was different about him. I mean, he saw gospel tracts in my pocket where Marlboro cigarettes used to be. And I'd give him tracts and witness to them, and, and uh, he'd get mad and, and he'd leave. And, but, you know, he couldn't argue with the change that took place in my life. And eventually, we won him to the Lord. Um, uh, actually, the two um, kids we got today 
with us through Mama when she was about seven years old was with me. And she every day I would hand Mr. Willis a track. And he would take it. He said, Ricky, I know you're happy. Said, I'm glad for you. He would, he would put it right back in my pocket. And then I thought about that often. He had to put it back in the same pocket that he saw those cigarettes in. At what convicting change that when Jesus comes and, and makes their lives and the lives of the, of the lost around us. But you know, when my, when my daughter was over there one day and uh, she, uh, I, I had Mr. Willis watch her and I said, well, I'm going to go in there like I always do, fix her some coffee, come back and talk. And uh, while I was gone to fix the coffee, uh, Alicia gave him a trap. And he would always give it back to me, but he didn't want to hurt her feelings. So he said, you know what? He, said, he spoke to, he said to himself, I'm a, I'll give that to him. I'll throw that away later. So he puts it in his pocket. So he goes home, and I came back with the coffee, drink coffee, and next thing I know, he, he leaves before I even get to Scripture and witness to him. But he comes back a couple of days later. And what happened when he left, he told me, he said something, said, take that out and read it. It ain't going to hurt you. He said he took it out, and he read it. And the sweet Holy Spirit of God pricked his heart, and he called on the Lord as his Savior. And he asked Jesus to save him from a gospel tract. But, you know, my other friend, I, I, I think about that. That's, that's the way I like to have it in. I, said, well, I mean, we want to be good examples. We want to be good Christians. But I often think about that great white throne judgment. He said, well, I, if you're saved, you're not going to be judged. I, I understand that part. But we will be that great cloud of witness. We're going to see people come down to that throne of God to be judged, and, and a lot of these going to be, they're already, already in hell, but brought up out of hell to be judged for the last time and finally cast into the lake of fire. And in that line of people, I mean, just a soul dying and going to hell and being cast in the lake of fire forever, hey, ought to, ought to make tears come in the Christian's eyes. But when it's people that you love and, hey, people that you love, your family members, it's going to mean something to you. And I, and I often feel that it's going to take place one day when I'm at that great, uh, in that cloud of witness that sooner or later my friend, that I was not right with God, his name was Terry, he's going to look up to, at me and he's going to say, Ricky, what you doing up there? Hey, what are you doing up there? Hey, hey, why didn't you tell me about Jesus? Hey, why didn't you tell me about him? And the meanwhile, the whole time is going on, every sinner that comes up here is going to be cast into the lake of fire. Hey, forever and ever. Hey, one by one, hey, the gavel's going to come down. Guilty. It ain't going to be no mercy there. It's all guilt. Hey, guilty. Guilty. Hey, grace is now. Hey, if we wait till we see whether we make it or not when we get to heaven, well, you're not going to make it. If I made it, if I, if I, if I had that attitude, I would never got saved. A hey, salvation is now. Hey, this is an accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Hey, not tomorrow. Hey, if you think you're going to keep on pushing away the sweet Holy Spirit of God, hey, the one old preacher said that, that that person of the Holy Spirit of God is the most sensitive person you will ever meet. And, I, and you keep on pushing them away and pushing them away. One day he's going to go away and won't even deal with your heart. 
hey, that deadline is there. Hey, where's that? I, I don't know, but you better be careful. The Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. That's that great white throne judgment. If you wait to see if you make it, you're not going to be in bad shape. You better, you better get a hold of God while he's getting a hold of you hey, through the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, a time and a place. Hey, Jesus said this about the work of God. And, and the missions is a great work of God. But when Jesus said this is a work of God, and the Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and tremor. And Jesus said the work of God is this, that you believe on him whom you have sent. Hey, when Jesus died on that cross, shed his righteous and his holy blood for you and I. Hey, he said it is finished. He paid the sin debt for the whole world. And you and I, the Bible says, uh, hey, by faith, through faith. Hey, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hey, I remember that night, I, hey, I, I came to that altar and I got down on my knees and I called on the God that I could not see, but I knew he was real. He was speaking to my soul. And I called on him and that's the day I repented and I got saved and born into the family of God. And he never been lost and never can be lost since. Hey, God is a good God. Hey, but salvation is paid for. It is free. But don't think you're going to go up some other way. You're going to have to go through Calvary. You're going to have to go through the blood of Jesus in order to get saved. I had a man come into the jail service one night, and he sat all the way in the back, and there's probably about 30, 40 men in front of him. And the whole time, he was shaking his head at me like this. I mean, like, you're the biggest fool I ever heard. And I mean, you, know, you just look at someone's expressions, and, and you know if they're for you or against you. Well, he was against me. You know, he's just doing that. And it was, it was bugging me. It was getting in my flesh. And the Lord knew it. And the Holy Spirit says, preach the gospel. Leave him alone. He's mine. Preach the gospel. So I'll so I be looking at the, you know, the, the men in there. And I get to him. I just pass over and look at some over here. And he, every time I get a glimpse of him, he's shaking his head. I mean, that's rough. And, and I remember in the middle of that message, um, I just kind of glanced. And he, his head stopped shaking. I said, well, that's, that's improvement. So I just started preaching again. And I remember at the, at the end of that service, he started agreeing with I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's, the salvation is powerful. Hey, the Word of God is powerful, quick. Hey, sharper than any two-edged sword. And the Holy Spirit of God was, was pricking his heart. And, I, and it brought back to remembrance how, how I came. I didn't come to get saved. I just come to be seen, and the Holy Spirit of God saved me anyway. Hey, we got a, we got a good God. Hey, that's mercy. That's mercy. I tell you, we shouldn't get angry with these people we see on TVs. Angry what to do? Yeah. But I mean, they do that because they're just lost. And it's being lost, being, being what the world is, is lost. And we need to pray for them. We need to give them the gospel. And God can change their lives. And that very same man came in at all. I alter and got saved that night. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. That's powerful. That's God. That's the God we serve. Hey, he, he, can, he can heal the lame and hey, he, he can touch them's blinded eyes that they, they can see. Hey, God, we, our God can do that. He's a good God. Hey, one night during that service, we had a man come forward and he was a, I didn't know it, uh, but he was, he was a Muslim. It wouldn't matter if, he, if I knew it anyway, but he came forward and to get saved, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit of God just, just pricked his heart. He was weeping as he's coming. I remember I was opening up my Bible. His name was Omar. And he, and he came on up, and, and I said, what are you coming for, Omar? And he said, I come. He said, I got to get saved. 
And, and I remember I, used, I was taking my Bible and just showing me the verses, what was preached, and, and then led them to the Lord. And I remember those Muslim tears, I thought, was hitting, hitting my Bible. And I, and I saw, said that to the Lord. And the Lord said, they're not Muslim anymore. And hey, the Christian tears hitting your Bible. You know, that, that, that's the answer. Hey, we have the answer, and uh, we better give it to them because one day we will be at that great white throne judgment in the cloud of witness and watching it, and somebody you love is going to come down that altar. And I tell you, uh, and it's going to be too late for them then. And we better cry for them and weep for them now. And we better give them the, the gospel. I'm going to tell you, I'm glad my brother and sister didn't give up on me. I'm glad the Lord didn't give up on me. And he came by my way just one more time and, 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 and invited me to come to church. I tell you, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I tell you, I was just in the earshot of the gospel message. And the Holy Spirit of God did its work in, in my heart and saved my soul. Have you ever been in that spot? Have you ever been in that earshot of the gospel and the Holy Spirit of God speaks to your heart and draws you? And, and to a salvation knowledge. Hey, it's a good place to be. Have you ever been lost? I tell you, you got to get lost before you can get saved. I remember the night I got lost, and, 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 and the Lord met me, met me there at the altar and saved my soul. I tell you, hey, ain't nothing like it. Hey, and maybe that's you today, I don't know. I think I, I said all the Lord wants me to say this morning. Hey, I, I remember when he dealt with my heart, I tell you, I could push them away, but you know, I, I didn't. That was the best decision I ever made. I, I repented of my sins and, and turned to a righteous and a holy God and got saved that morning. How about you? Is there one amongst us tonight? Hey, maybe, I, I know it's a faith, we're talking about faith uh, promise mission, but I tell you, uh, he's got that saving faith. You've got to have that saving faith or everything else is just going to burn up one day what you do outside of Christ. Hey, how about it this morning? As the pianos come, did you, and um, um, let's pray. And um, I, I, hey, maybe uh, you're here this morning, don't know the Lord's your Savior. Or maybe it's a loved one that God has put on your heart uh, that maybe you just need to go by them one more time. You know, uh, uh, we recently had a, uh, had a family member uh, they, did, they didn't like us because we were Christians. And uh, I tell you, that's, that's going to happen. But, you know, we didn't carry no chip on the shoulder. Uh, when we knew we had an opportunity to witness to him, we went to the hospital, witnessed to him. He was in a coma. And I'll tell you, these people, they, I mean, it's fast, didn't like us. And, uh, but the Holy Spirit, God says, I want you to go up there and love on them. And I'll tell you, it's easy to love people that love you. But when people don't love you, I tell you, that's really... That's really, that's true love right there. Nothing in return. And uh, I'm glad that Christ first loved us. We had nothing, we was unlovable. And uh, we went up there and witnessed to him. And I thought it was useless, he was in his coma. And, uh, but when he came to, he asked for us to come back by. The, before I get up there, I gave him the gospel to play in salvation. A chaplain came by and uh, I planted the Paul's word, but God gave the increase and led him to the Lord. He got, he got saved, but. But he was just uh, one. I tell you, that's what changes people's lives. And, you know, Jesus saves the soul, and He takes care of everything. And as the pianist plays, and maybe somebody on your heart this morning, and that you like to come up and pray for. Maybe you're lost and need to get saved. And you, 
you, you uh, let God be true and let every man be a liar. And you got to work that thing out with fear and trembling. Because if you're not saved, that could be you at that great white throne judgment one day. And it's, it's an awful place to be. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being so good to us. God, as a, maybe somebody here this morning said, Brother Ricky, uh, somebody came to my heart, my mind. I said, loved one. Maybe it's a brother, sister, a mom, dad, whatever the case may be, a friend, co-worker. You know they're lost. I tell you, you need to get the power of God on you. You need to get a burden for them. Maybe you lost the burden. And God just triggered your heart. You need to go after them again and be, be that witness. Maybe this time they, they may get saved. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Brother Ricky, I, I don't know the Lord is my Savior, but I do.